Listener's discretion advised. There is vulgarity, adult language. There is some sensitive topics here. When I started the episode, I was calm and collected. And as I continued to unbox the emotions, I slowly started to erupt. So beware, I am using more vulgarity. I am talking about sensitive topics towards the mid part. If this is not for you, pues ni modo. Uh, Just wait for the next episode and uh, catch you there. Welcome to my channel. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Michelle Bell. Welcome back to my channel, Chisme and Beer, where anything goes. Damn, damn it. Um... Hi, my name is Michelle Bell, and I am a flake. Yeah, this is a true fact. I'm so sorry. So much is going on, and I think I feel I like I sound like a broken record. You know, I do this a lot, but I am. I'm fucking everywhere, and honestly, I, I'm just gonna this episode. Let me just stop. <laughs> this episode is going to give you further detailed insight on what in the shit is going on in my life. And um, what I've learned about myself in general, there's been a lot of uh, taking out the trash. There's a lot of um, ego checking and um, self-realization going on here. So let's just start with the basics. (sighs) Number one, uh, I moved. Uh, Bunny and I got a little two-bedroom casita still in the LBC and it is the best thing ever that is probably one of the best life changes that I've had thus far I got my own space um I have my own little meditation room I got a garden I even got a, a I got a motherfucking job how about that I am now the new jardinera or jardinera is that how you say it? jardinera here on the property so I take care of all the yards that's I mean what can I ask what more can I ask for and um what else uh I'm gonna be getting Xena back soon Xena my minpin chihuahua from hell and um I'll get to that why I have not had her this whole time but um again there's a lot of big changes uh my whole world has shifted um, because of the move and everything that's been going on, it also forced me to get rid of a lot of stuff, clutter, objects, materialistic shit that I actually didn't need, letters, pictures, all kinds of stuff that I was just holding on to for God knows what. I, I don't know. I think we, there's a lot of us that do this, you know, we hold on to memories and stuff that don't even serve us anymore because, you know, we change as human beings. We're constantly evolving. And if you're not evolving, then there's a problem, you know. But I got rid of all kinds of stuff. And during that time at the last place I was at, I had to do a lot of uh, self, you know, realization. I had to really sit down with myself, like legit. I would sit on the floor in front of the window with all my little plantitas and my crystals and my candles and everything. And I would just sit there and pray and ask God for clarity and to help me through what was going to come next. I had no idea. It was a very fearful time. Um, 
And I promised myself that all those doubts and all those fears and everything that was going on was going to be left at that property. I was not going to bring it to the new house because for me, it was a chance to clear off my table to start fresh all over again. It just made sense. And thus far, I've kept my word to myself. I mean, there's times when I still kind of, you know, almost backpedal a little bit, but then I'm like, oh no, bitch, we're not going to do that. Come back over here. And then I center myself and I look around and then I do a, a reality check and I'm like, yeah, we are a new person. Yes, we are. We're a new person. So, okay. <clears throat> I think in a few podcasts before, maybe two or whatever, I was talking about my health issues and the tumor and all that stuff and how I had decided to get pregnant. Well, due to circumstances out of my hands, like legit out of my hands, um, the pregnancy is not coming to fruition yet. It's not happening yet. It's, it's at a pause. And um, I just have to trust in God and that he has bigger plans for me or it's just not the right time or whatever. Um, as far as my body pains and stuff, I mean, it's the same thing. Nothing's really changed. Um, the only thing that, that has actually changed is that my immune system seems to be a little stronger, I think, because I was preparing for this pregnancy, taking my vitamins, eating better, exercising, all that stuff. I, I built up my immune system a bit. And then, hence, when I had got the COVID and all that crap, I was able to recover it took me a long time. That was the last podcast that I had did, the last episode, which was when I caught COVID. It took me over a month, well over a month to recover from that. And then I went back up north with my honey and the kids, and then I got sick again. Yeah, uh, that was not fun. And the baby got me hella sick. I came back with a nasty chest like infection uh, infection and stuff or a cold I'm sorry not an infection a chest cold and sinus issues and stuff and then that was during the time of the move so you could only imagine I'm dealing with the move I'm dealing with this whole not baby not having a baby situation and missing my kids and having to deal with you know packing and you know, so on and so forth. So whatever. Needless to say, I was stressed. Once we got to the new property, it was it was like, you know, in chinga time now, right? So then I had to unpack and do all kinds of stuff or whatever. And then somewhere from here to there, we got a call uh, about grandma, which is Ma. I, I'm sure we've mentioned her before. Um, I talked about her a lot on my Instagram, if those of you guys that are following me on there. Um, and unfortunately, uh, she passed away. We used to take care of her. For those of you that are not aware of who Ma is, we used to take care of her uh, for like a year and some change or something like that. Um, it's Bunny's grandmother. And uh, she was 90 plus years. <laughs> and she was quite the character but she blessed us with her presence and you know unfortunately unfortunately like i said she passed away and this is something that we're currently dealing with um her funeral will be 
uh, coming up very soon, actually like in a week or so. And we're still not even emotionally prepared for that. And that has turned our world upside down in so many different ways. And then I also lost my cousin. My cousin passed away out of nowhere. And I also lost one of my dear friends, uh, Crystal, uh, who that was her stage name. <sighs> His name was Robert and uh, he had cancer. And that was another one that just abruptly left us. And my one of my dear friends uh, brothers he passed away as well so I had a total of like four or five deaths in total and so it just all hit at once can you can you imagine just let's let's just <laughs> let's just look at the picture again in the process of moving getting the news that I'm not going to be getting pregnant soon dealing with having to remove things from my life dealing with all these deaths and then having to do the podcast yeah that wasn't gonna happen it just wasn't gonna happen i had every intention of giving you guys a weekly episode and i i honestly i really did but my my life is is my life is whacked the fuck out right now it is it's whacked um and not whack like in a bad way like it's just like wacky like it's it's just kind of just everywhere. It almost feels like stuff is floating and step by step by step as, as the days go, the blocks are dropping on the ground. And so I'm getting, I'm being able to cross over them, to step over them and to continue moving forward. Today, as I'm making this episode, I feel much more relaxed um, this past Sunday was Robert's funeral. So that was one thing that just kind of came and went. Um, and then, like I said, I have two more funerals to, to, to go from that point, but at least I'm, I'm getting a breath in and, um, the move here in the house has been wonderful. I am so happy. Um, like I said before, you know, I got me, me a little job now and, I got like distractions and stuff. So, you know, it helps to buffer the time when I'm not with Penny and the kids. And, you know, Bunny and I are just having a blast here, just trying to, to decorate everything and trying to find our little corners of the house and what belongs to us and what areas and all, you know, all that shit, whatever. So that is what's been going on in the house. Now, <laughs> When I first uh, uh, enter, entered with this episode, I was saying that I was doing some self-realization as well. Well, for a few months, actually, not even a few months, several months, almost nine, nine, nine months, I think at this point, 10 months, um, I've been doing a lot of shadow work, a lot of self-realization, a lot of uh, dissecting and trying to figure out why I am the way I am or what I need or what I don't need and so forth. Um, I'm 43 years old, approaching 44 in August. And my life is not what I thought it was going to be. What I mean by that is that when I was in my 20s, I was like, oh, okay, I'm, you know, I was in the music industry at the time. 
I'll stop doing music by the time that I'm, you know, 32 and then I'm going to settle down and I'm going to get married and I'm going to have kids and I'm going to be a stay at home mom. That's what I told myself back then. And none of that has happened. Yes, I'm a mama. Um, blessed with two kids, but I am not a, I'm not a birth mother. And for me, this is one of my biggest life goals is to be a birth mother. And at this point, when I'm asked today, are you going to be a mama? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Shit's out of my hands at this point. So I, I can't really do anything about it. Um, but I've learned to dissect what's going on here and I looked into my childhood and realized that a lot of the things that are going on is due to do because of my my like my upbringing you know what I mean like with my parents and stuff my mom and my dad were always working all the time did it felt like they didn't really have time for us honestly sorry I'm sitting on the bed um like they didn't have time for us but on the weekends you know they did they did what they could my parents really tried to give us the best of of what they possibly could you know what I mean like we traveled and we they would take us out to eat on Sunday after church, or they would take us to Toys R Us to go get a toy. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we were deprived, but we had a certain life that was always so scheduled all the time. It was just so scheduled. And so for me, I just had this idea in my head that when I get older, I will, you know, find my partner and we'll get married and we will not repeat my parents' issues or anybody else's issues. And we're going to be mentally stable and capable and all this stuff, which is a crock of shit. Because, you know, as we get older, we realize that everybody has their own shit bucket. And we bring it along when we get into a relationship, but it's up to us to be able to filter through that so that we know what is my problem and what is your problem. And can your demons play well with mine? That's basically what this is about, right? The whole, the whole concept of life is finding a life partner that you can get along with when, when shit's not going perfect. At least that's how I see it, right? <clears throat> So at this point, none of what I set out to accomplish has happened. And for whatever stupid reason, I've been feeling like I was less than, like I have not accomplished shit in my life, like I'm just getting old and withering away. And, and it's stupid. None of that is true. All of that is just my fears talking in my head. And it's also the ghosts of all the people who have came and went in my life or the ghosts of all the sadness from other people. You know what I'm saying? That I, I'm listening to. Well, if you're not married by the time that you're in your 30s, then what kind of woman are you? If you don't give birth by this time, then what kind of woman are you? If you don't give birth to a woman, you're I mean, to a woman. <laughs> if you don't give birth to a child, you are not a woman. 
This is shit I've heard throughout my life from multiple places, right? But that's not true. None of that is true. And I feel like a lot of us can totally understand what I'm saying here. You know, like sometimes we're raised with with certain um, concepts of life and we swear by them because our parents taught us know this to us or our grandparents or whoever that was close to us taught us this but it was dysfunctional and it was incorrect it was not true you know but because your tia so-and-so did it and your tio so-and-so did it like that and it's been the same stupid family formulation then it has to be true right but it's not that's a crock of shit what that's called is it's it's called family dysfunction that's what that is. It's a family dysfunction. It's all lies. And it's up to us to decipher. It is up to us to figure out what is right and what is wrong for yourself. Some people are okay with um, living in the dysfunction of that. Living in those, uh, in, the, in, in the memories of the ghosts from prior time. And they want to continue the life cycle of these ghosts from prior time. Well, I chose to rebuke those demons in the name of Jesus. And I have decided that I, I, I'm, I'm going to change my narrative. I'm, I'm going to do that. I, I swore, I'm like, I don't want to be like so-and-so that got divorced. I don't want to be like so-and-so that had a baby by themselves. I don't want to be like so-and-so that... You know, she stayed with that man for so long and, and, and then he died and then they never got married. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to be gentle with myself. And, um, like I said, since I've been doing a lot of soul searching and I was forced to, um, face the bullshit that I've held on to like I said old memories and stuff like that it, it it's finally clear I got rid of the junk and I mean that like mentally and I mean that physically I got rid of the junk and I'm able to see a little clearer path and so what I do every single day is I get up I make my bed I go to the kitchen make myself a cup of coffee. I get my Bible and my books and my scriptures and I dedicate the morning for giving thanks. I dedicate my time by doing my daily word and reading scriptures and stuff and, you know, asking God for clarity and asking God to take care of so-and-so and so-and-so and myself and then I'll sit there and I'll sip on my coffee and I'll look out the window and I'll look at the birds because I have a bird feeder in front of the window. And I'll see all the colorful birds. If you want it, this is a side note. If you want to see all that, go and add me on Instagram at the Michelle Bell and uh, you'll see it on my stories. <laughs> but I'm like Snow White, y'all. I'm like Snow White. I talk to the animals and they and they come to me. I even have a squirrel. How about that? And so I'll sit there. And then once I've had enough of 
that beauty in the morning. I will go about my day doing whatever it is I do, go to the garden, you know, pluck some weeds out, clean up some mess, whatever, because there's still a lot to do here at the house. And, um, and then once I get to another point, I'll go and take a shower and then I'll be nice and clean. And then I go into my little meditation room, which is kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's this, the house is built in the 1920s. So it almost looks like a mud room. If you know, if you don't know what that is, just look it up. And, um, I have my little cushion there and I have my plants against the window cause it's a long window and I have all my crystals and my oils, my incense, you know, all, all my stuff, my sound bowls, and I'll sit there and I'll journal. And it, it's a wonderful feeling to be able to just, just to sit there and be in, in my moment. And I tell myself, as soon as I sit, this is my time. This is my time to take accountability. This is my time to focus on my bullshit. This is my time to really settle scores with myself and my past self. And I'll sit there and I'll journal. And I ask myself questions sometimes and then I'll answer them again at a later date. It's, I, I, it really does help, right? So during this time, after all this time, I finally figured out that my problem is that I am an overthinker that I personally feel my self-worth, but it, it rattles my brain how people can't see that. Like strangers see it, but the people that are closest to me cannot see my value. And of course, that's my ego, right? And then I think to myself, why are they not able to see how valuable I am? But strangers reach out to me all the time and give me praise all the time. And my social media family gives me praise all the time. And, and it's, this, it's this crazy thing that someone that knows me so well treats me like I'm disposable. And then people that don't know me only for, you know, they only know what I show them, know me more than anything. So it's a very difficult place for me that I'm trying to figure out. And I think the only conclusion that I can come to just from talking to other people is that we give ourselves so much to these people that they forget how, how can I say we're too accessible. That's basically what it is. We're too accessible. They know that they can count on us. They know that we're going to drop everything for them. And um, there, it, it's 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 a it's a lot of fine tuning. It's a lot of uh, trying to find and choreograph the correct dance to make this flow correctly. <laughs> And so I am learning how to not give 100% all the time. I know it sounds weird, right? Because that's the one thing that they always tell us. Well, you should just give it your all. You should always be 100% with people. You should always do that. And a true friend does this and a true friend does that or whatever. But that's not always necessarily true. 
You know, I can have five people in my life and each one should be treated accordingly. However it is, each one should have their own formulation. I should not have to give everybody 100%. If one friend is giving me 20, I should give them 20. If another friend is giving me 50, I should give them 50 and so on and so forth, right? Well, for me, again, because of home training, I was always told that you do your best and you give everybody your all. I was never taught if someone is awful to you, let's shut that shit down. I was taught you fight for what's right and you work it out, you figure it out and you don't run and you ride it until the wheels fall off. And again, this is family dysfunction. And as beautiful as it all sounds that we should all just be good people and we should all give so much of ourselves, that's not always healthy. It's not. You know, I have a few people in my life that they're really known for throwing tantrums. And if they don't get their way, they are really quick to shut me down. And me like a pendeja, I'm always like, oh, well, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? And I'm beating myself up for this and trying to figure out and replay the whole thing. And I get really stuck in my brain because I have OCD and I have ADHD. And so I'm fighting with myself. And then before you know it, I'm stressed out. I'm not eating. My heart hurts. You know, it feels like it's going to fall out my ass because I, I'm now I'm, I'm disappointed in myself and I don't even know why. And this is what I'm talking about. If someone really, truly cares for you, they will know. And if they know you, then they know already how you're going to be. Now, people in my life should automatically know because I'm very verbal, because I express myself all the time that. I'm going to beat myself up for this if there's no solution. And them having like courtesy for me should be more um, compassionate and should be considerate and say, okay, I already know where Michelle's brain is going to go. So I'm going to, you know, let her know, hey, it wasn't that, it was this. This is what happened. Instead of me having to stress out and to, and to wonder. And so what I'm starting to notice is that a lot of these people, these people that are in my life, um, that are doing this, it's like, I'm a magnet to that type of a person. Why? I don't fucking know. And it's like, uh, the face changes, the character changes, right? Like I had explained this before, if I have one friend that is dysfunctional, who causes me a lot of drama. And then I get rid of them. I make room for a new player to come into the picture. And sometimes it feels as if I'm attracting the same type of bullshit, the same type of energy. The only thing that changed is the avatar, the face of the player in the, in the, in the story now. They look completely different, which mind fucks me in my brain that I'm thinking this is a completely different person, but they have the same energy. 
Well, from doing research and stuff, I now understand that the reason I keep attracting the same type of people is because it's me. There's something in me that I have to change. People will only treat you the way you allow them to treat you. If I show everybody that I am that ride or die friend, that I'm always that person that they can come to, then that's what they, that's what they see. If I tell them, oh, come to my house, you can open up my fridge and grab a drink or whatever, make yourself at home. Then I'm training them that that's okay. I'm showing them that there's no boundaries. So it's very easy for them that if they want to throw a fit and they want to say, shut the fuck up in my house. Or they want to talk to me like that on the phone. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching them that no matter what, I'm always going to be there because I'm always going to forgive them. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so I, I've been sitting with this and legit dissecting each team player in my life. <laughs> I've been like totally observing each one. And at this point, I think I only have five friends or five people in my life that I'm like, okay, I'm willing to work with you. I'm willing to work with you. I'm willing to sort this out, figure it out because they are complying and they are starting to understand that they are a part of the problem. The problem is what, and they want to change. So again, this is where I'm at. And I've been dealing with all this stuff lately, which is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to think about. And it, it hinders my abilities to do what I am really called to do. You know, I know it sounds like a lot for you guys. I can't even imagine what the fuck this is going to sound like because I'm just recording this straight through. No edits, no nothing. I don't even care at this point. I just kind of wanted to speak on it and, and be vulnerable with you guys because I, I feel like it's important to understand where the fuck my mind is at this point. I feel that my identity has changed dramatically. Um, doing the shadow work, like I mentioned before, and figuring out why I am the way I am has opened up many doors. And I'll talk about some of this at a later time. But like uh, the main thing that I finally realized is that as a child, I was groomed. And um, what that basically means, you guys, is that like I was a kid and I was trained to be a puppet for adults. And not necessarily by my parents, okay? But I think I've talked about this before on other social platforms and stuff. But as a child, I was a, I was a singer. I... I by accident, and I mean this by accident, I entered a singing contest. And I, again, I'll, I'll explain all this grooming stuff on another episode because this, this needs a lot of time. But um, I became a singer uh, in, a, in a Latin, you know, group 
Latina group that was basically like we all look like little cheerleaders, like little Dallas cowboy cheerleaders or something like <laughs> we had the itty bitty little shorts with the fishnet stockings and the big white tall boots that passed, you know, the knees like almost by the thighs with these little Selena freaking uh, uh, bras with rhinestones and the and our curly long hair and our nails done and our makeup done and I was only 15 and the group of girls were all 18 and over and from the very beginning I was not supposed to be in that group but my producer at the time talked to my parents and my parents uh, signed over um what is it called um uh, what is it called? I don't know how to say it. Like they basically gave him a guardianship of me for the time being because I was on tour for over a year. And that was the beginning of the person I became. They put me in uh, char like basically like charm school. Um, how to, you know, like etiquette, etiquette, etiquette classes and stuff, how to speak properly and how to eat properly and how to enter a room properly and how to answer questions and everything was scripted and everything was posed and everything was run past through. Like I did not have permission to do anything. I mean, I mean, I, I need a permission for everything, my bad. And I could not do anything that I wanted like by free will. And so by the time that I got out of that band, I lost my identity. The person that I was was not anybody. Like it was just this little doll, this little entertainer. And I had the tools to just constantly fucking people please. I would never say no because I was bad manners. And as a Latina woman in a Latin based, uh, music industry let me tell you that world is fucked up it is fucked up I was a I was a child and I had producers at that time giving me a fucking room key to go and have sex with them but I was a virgin and a virgin with a big fucking mouth so I would run to my producer and I, I used to call him Papa Smurf. And I say, Papa Smurf, Papa Smurf, Papa Smurf. <laughs> I would tell him, this man gave me a key. What do I do? And he goes, okay, which one? And I'd say that one. And he'd say, okay, just you sit there and you answer questions and, and you just be honest and let me handle the rest. And I'd be like, okay. Walk over there to the man who happened to be another producer or a radio host, or an actor. And I'm never going to put them out there, okay? But let me tell you, you'd be surprised how many actors at that time from Galavision and Univision and all those places came to me asking me for sex. <laughs> and he would tell the person, so-and-so, okay, they, what is this? Why are you giving it to her? Oh, come on, you know, I, I was just, I wanted to talk business and blah, blah, blah. And then my producer would say, all right, well, this is going to cost you. So we're going to talk money. And if you don't want this to get out, you need to pay us such and such amount of money. And then he would fucking bribe them. 
and then he would give me part of that money. That was my reward. But do you see what was going on here? I was making money for my producer. And he protected me in so many ways. So, I mean, so many ways. And he taught me all kinds of stuff. And, it, and it's followed me throughout the years. He always used to tell me, Peewee, you have to stay a virgin. Because pussy is power. Do you think my mom and my dad would ever teach me that? No, they would never teach me that. My mom used to tell me that. You're private. They would never call it a pussy. They would never call it a vagina. They would never call it anything else. My dad, forget it. He never said anything. As far as he's concerned, I don't even have a fucking period. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> but my mom would say, you keep your legs closed. That's your private. That's not for anybody. That's your baby's home. And you can't let people run in that house because you're going to mess up the home for your baby. That's how it was explained to me. I had to learn about my period and all that stuff through school. Not, not through anything because my mom was too shy. Because her mom didn't show, you know, her mom didn't teach her. I, I had to learn about life stuff, like real hard life stuff on the outskirts, on, on, on the outside. Not through my parents. My parents just said, don't do it. Don't have sex. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't. It was always don't, don't, don't. And then when I was out on, on tour as a, as a kid, as a 15-year-old, now I have a producer that's still like, don't, don't, don't. And I never knew exactly what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't, I didn't know. The only thing I knew, and I've always known for all of my life, is that I wanted to be a mom. And I wanted to be a wife. And so, as an adult who has had so much success, and when I tell my story, sometimes people are like looking at me like I'm, a, like I'm an ingrate because I've traveled out of the country because I've legit toured all of the United States because I've came out on TV shows because I came out on radio because I've modeled for different companies and I've met so many stars and singers and producers and I've featured on different music and movies and stuff like that I can I, I'm legit bitches and gentlemen and assholes and all that I've done it all but I've never been married. Not, not to a person that I wanted to be married to, you know? I've never been a birth mom. And so when I get little glimpses and tastes of the life that I want, it's so hard for me to let go of that kind of stuff because I want it so bad. You know, I didn't I didn't get into the life that I did because I wanted to. Honestly, I got into it because my sister got pregnant at a very early age and the whole family got involved and I mean my grandparents and my uncles and my aunts and everybody got involved. My poor sister, she was young and she just 
you know, whatever. She, she fucked up. She was a kid. She was married by the time she was, you know, 17 or 18 or something like that. But because of her mistakes, I had to pay the price. And so my parents were like, you're not going to be like your sister. You're not going to be like her. But mind you, my sister, regardless que era puta at the time, <laughs> my sister is so strong and she is so intelligent. She was, she, she, she graduated at the top of her class even after she gave birth. She finished high school and she had just had my nephew and I think he was only a few months and let me tell you, I've always been proud of my sister. And they gave her such a hard time, pobrecita. Hasta they forced her to get married because if not, it was already bringing too much shame to the family. This is a typical Latino household, okay? If one kid fucks up, the, the next one better not fuck up. And that middle child better make sure that everything's done right. Because now you got to set the example for the younger one. And then the younger one ended up being the spoiled one that fucked up. I mean, more than anybody. Do you get what I'm saying? So I had, I had that title. I was assigned the title of the fixer-upper. And let me tell you, I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have anything. I was just forced into it. That's why I say I was groomed. So to bring pride to our household, I became a little star, a singer. And then all the family was bragging, oh, look at Michelle, oh my God, did you see her? Did you see her on the on TV? Did you see her on that show? Did you see her on Dando y Dando? Did you see her? Did you see her on Johnny Canales? Did you see her? I mean, and and what the fuck did I care? I was into deep house. I was into oldies. I was a tagger, okay? You think I fucking care about etiquette class? Do you really think I did? I I did not. Do you think that I cared about being on the radio or sitting next to a, a, a famous singer? Do you think I care? I have pictures with famous people that I had no idea I was even standing next, next to them. I had no idea. Like I was on tour with Sonora Dinamita at one time. Hilarious. And, and I only knew them later on, you know, down the line, at, uh, like, like who they really were as far as like, um, fame wise, because they were so sweet to me. They were always so kind to me because I was a child and everybody just looked at me like, ay, pobrecita esta niña, what is she doing here? Poor thing, this little girl. I was, I was subjected to a lot of shit, y'all. A lot of drugs and alcohol, rape, not, not, not me. I didn't ex, ex, experience this in the music industry, okay? I mean, not at that time. Drugs, alcohol, rape. You know, like legit fucking child trafficking. Uh, pedophilia, basically. I didn't realize 
how what like what a high commodity children were in the male dominated field in the music industry it's 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 wild but anyways like i said i was trained to people please i mean like i said i'm going to go into this whole story about the grooming at a later time and i promise you guys it will be very interesting. You will not want to miss that one. But I've came to the conclusion that I need to stop being quiet about what I've really been through. I'm always very cautious and have the tendency to reward things for the comfort of other people, for the sake of not hurting other people. For the compassion that I should have as a human being because I was trained to be this way. Well, I'm telling you right now, as a 43-year-old vieja that is not married, that has no birth children, uh, children, who does not have the things that she wanted as a child, now I'm an older wiser asshole and that's who I'm gonna be I'm tired of being considerate to everybody I'm always gonna be that kind loving person Eso nunca se me va a quitar. it's never gonna go away because that is me I am a mama I am a mama to many people I am a nurturer to those that I select to be a nurturer to but I am also a force to reckon with. I'm tired of always being so kind. Oh, but if I say this, I'm going to hurt their feelings. Fuck your fucking feelings. Fuck your feelings. What about mine? What about me, huh? Where were all those people when I needed them? Why during this whole hard time have my friends disappeared? Like I said, there's only a handful, a legit, only a handful of people that have been there opposed to all the people on social media. And let me tell you, and this is a, this is just a message for you guys. You know who you are. I love you guys. Genuinely. I have a very deep love for you guys that have reached out to me who have always checked on me. Michelle, are you okay? I haven't seen you posting. You haven't been around the last time this and this and that and that. Can I send you something? Look at, I seen that you like these crystals. Can I send you this? I seen that you like plants. Can I send you this? I would like to send you some of my art. Can I send you this? Those people that don't even know me that only know me through social media have more respect for me than some like half of the people that I have encountered in person. How is that possible? Riddle me that. How in the fuck is that possible that they are so considerate, that they are so observant and they pay attention to the words that I am saying and those closest to me can't even, can't even see what, I mean, they can't see shit. No lo puedo creer. It's, it's a lot. 
a lot of times the reasons why I have not posted on this on this podcast is because, like I said, I'm always so critical. I'm always like, oh, I got to take that out of the of the of the episode. And no, that's going to hurt people's feelings. And that might that might trigger someone. No, I don't even care anymore. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to be editing these podcasts either. These episodes are going to stay raw. And I've decided at some point that I'm going to start making videos too. And I'm going to post them on YouTube so you guys can see the full magic of the bruja que soy aquí. So you guys can see me in action. You can see my face when I'm spitting all these words out to you. Okay? So stay tuned. Because let me tell you, I am tired of being nice. I am tired of being groomed. I am tired of the demons that have trailed me throughout the years because other people have placed them on my back. I have now learned that I am enough. And I have already begun the process of elimination. There's a lot of people that used to have access to me who have zero access to me. They only see me on my social media. And now even to this day, I don't even post a lot. Not like I used to. Now I'm sure some of this is going to make sense to you guys. At least those that have been on my social media. Now it makes sense, right? Haven't you wondered? Because I was always posting pictures all the time, selfies all the time, positive words all the time. That this is why. This is why. And so I've decided, like I said, at this point, through so much work and dissection, I just got to do me. I tend to be a little bit more modest because I was trained to be. But I want to be wild. I want to be wild and free. The real me loves to sing. I love to do, to, to do lyrics. I love my crystals and my spirituality. I love to garden. I love massages. I love all that stuff. I mean, you know, the stuff that just that, that just makes me me. If you guys want to stay tuned, pues quédate. Y si no, vete a la chingarda. But of course, I would love for you guys to be here with me. But that, that is your choice. Because I am choosing to be unapologetically me. So after almost 52 minutes of talking, I hope that this answered a few questions. I hope that this kind of gives you a little bit more clarity to what is going on, why I've been so absent. I'm just, I'm trying to figure myself out. And on another note, it's never too late if this is resonating with you, if half of the random shit that I just spit out is resonating with you, then maybe it's time for you to make those changes for yourself. It's very easy to fall into a pattern where our parents place something on us and we automatically have this job that we never signed up for. If you are that child that has to take care of everything for the family, 
and you're exhausted and you're tired of having to always be the one to fix everything where your your parents or your cousins or everybody they go call up i'm just gonna make up a random name call up lola lola will call so and so and she'll she'll set them straight she'll take care of it call up lola because you know she she'll she'll be in charge of that and they're just assigning jobs to you without even thinking of what lola wants then it's time for lola to decide is that really what you want are you okay with that decision? Ask yourself that. Do you want to be assigned that job? You see, no? Learn to start saying no. Your family is always going to be your family. They're always going to be. What's the worst that can happen? They're going to be mad at you? They're already mad at you already. Aren't they always talking shit? ¿Por qué no hiciste esto? Why didn't you do, why didn't you do that? Well, why didn't you call so-and-so? You're, you're, you're never going to do it right. They want to assign you the job to set you up for the fucking failure so that they don't have to deal with it. But the truth is, they couldn't handle. They couldn't handle it. They know that you're stronger than what you think you are. That's what's happening here. Don't you get it? You're the scapegoat. No one can treat you badly unless you allow them to. I know it hurts and it's easier said than done. But the moment that you open up your eyes and you realize that you have more power than what you think, man, you're going to be unstoppable. For those of you that are always the ones clean, like the cleanup crew, Oh, call your, your, call your prima. Poor thing, she's going through this and this and that. ¿Por qué no tú la hablas? Why don't you call her? Why don't you call her? Why do I have to call her? Why do I have to break the news? Why do I have to do that? You get what I'm saying? And that goes for friends too. Oh, can we just go to your house? Can you cook us this? Can you cook us that? And then they make you feel like, you know, oh, it's because it's comfortable at your house. Yeah, bitch, because I'm working on my energy. Yeah, of course it feels good in my home. But then when you guys leave, you guys leave all your mugre. You leave all your bad juju in my motherfucking house. And then I have to be cleaning up the mess. Do you get what I'm saying? Are you that person where everybody goes to your fucking house and you have to entertain everybody? And you really don't want to? I highly suggest that it's time for you to start assigning other people that job. Cleanse your spaces. Keep them clear. If you don't want to share your space, don't. Having to face all these deaths at one time. So many people died around me. That it is abundantly clear that we have limited time on this earth. Do not understand that. Hear me again. We have limited time on this earth. We all have an expiration date. 
Every single one of us have one. You can step outside right now and te caes y te pegas la pinche cabeza and you're fucking done. For my gringos, you can fall, you can go outside and fall down the stairs and hit your head and you're done. And then what? Then what? Who is the scapegoat now? Who? Who's going to take care of everything now? I promise you, they're going to assign the position to somebody else. Someone young and dumb. Just the same way you were when you were a kid. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know I'm slapping everybody in the motherfucking face right now, but it's because I care for you guys. It's because I wish that someone would have told me this. It's because I wish that I had someone to guide me during this time, those, those dark times. I've tried to commit suicide several fucking times. I was a self-cutter. I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict for fuck's sake. You want to know who got me out of all of that? Me. Me. I did. I got myself out of those dark spaces. Because none of my fucking friends were anywhere to be found. Whether because I chose not to say anything because I was too embarrassed, right? Because remember, I was groomed to be polite. I didn't want to look like a fucking hot mess. So I didn't reach out to them. Or because I did reach out to them and then they didn't care enough. Do the work. I want you to sit down with yourself with a notebook. And write out what it is that you want. What is it that you want? Do you remember your hopes and dreams as a kid? Do you remember your goals as a kid? This is for all of you, men, women, dogs, cats, child, whatever. I don't care what you are. What did you want to be? And did you accomplish that? And don't say it's too late because it's never too late. It's only too late, too late because we gave up. There's plenty of people in this world who have accomplished their goals later on in their later years. Okay. I have a lot of mamas out here who are still fucking giving their kids chichi. And I don't mean that literally. I mean that like your kids are already well grown, already in their 20s, already got motherfucking kids, and you're still doing everything for them. And you need, and you need to fucking stop. There's a difference between being a mother. You did your fucking job. If they're still milking you, after these motherfuckers already had kids of their own? No, I don't think so. Now, if you choose to do it, that's a different story, right? If you want to be that, that, that leche mama, cool, whatever. But if you're tired, put your fucking foot down. What's, what's the worst? What's going to happen? What, your kids are going to turn into a pumpkin? How, how will they ever know how to be assertive and strong if you do not step away they know they have mama to do everything. So my point is like whoever you're doing this with, whether it's your husband, your wife, your kids, your family, your friends, whatever, whoever it is, it's time to stop allowing these people to drain you. Of course, all circumstances are different. 
in some in some situations there kind of is no other solution you know you are the only one i understand that i completely understand that but if there's other options like legit other options don't don't do it no more set some boundaries let's work on figuring out how we can become happier healthier human beings so i'm going to continue this whole kind of uh what is the word i want to use this subject this mental health subject i'm going to continue it and it'll be sprinkled here to there you get what i'm saying because this is my journey and I, I do want to discuss it with you guys. And if it makes any sense and resonates with you guys, then please stay. And feel free to share with others as well. All are welcome. You know? And if this isn't your cup of tea, well, suck a fart out my ass. I don't care. Go find something else. <laughs> Peace and blessings. But at any rate, I... I hope you guys understand now where I'm coming from. I hope you guys can get a, a, a better feel for the stresses that I've been going through. And I'm sorry that it took so long, but I'm not sorry. This was the perfect timing for it to come out. A lot of you guys message me and DM me all the time and ask me, oh, when are you going to do another podcast? And I love that you guys do that. I love that you guys enjoy it and really want to hear more. So like I said, from this point on, I'm just going to start giving you guys some raw stuff. It's not going to sound pretty and perfect and all that shit, but it is going to absolutely have a full-bodied flavor, okay? (laughs) I'll make sure that whatever it is that I put out there is going to have reason, reason for speaking it out into existence, for awareness, for for education purposes, for health purposes, for mental clarity, whatever. But with that being said, I love you guys very much. Please be more easy, more kind on yourselves. Give your guys selves more credit. You know, give yourselves credit. We get out of bed in the morning. We give our blessings. We get our blessings. Whatever it is, try to be the best person that you can be. So, with that being said, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Y lavanse las colas.